Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the show where conversations save lives. It's HopeNet Radio, Jeff, DW, your host tonight. So glad that you've joined us here on the show. This show is all about great conversations, ones that are meaningful and significant. So many conversations today are not meaningful. We want to help you guys to have real and great conversations this week about things that really do matter, struggles that are difficult to talk about, things that might seem off topic a little bit to talk about, and we're in the midst of our Virtuous Living series, so make sure to check out HopeNet360.com this week as you're listening to this show on the podcast or live. You can go back and check out the show notes for tonight's episode as well and get some other thoughts and other maybe helpful ways to engage this conversation. So also joining us in studio, we have some great friends and uh, Jason, first of all, Jason's back, man. It's so good to see you again. I'm back. Oh, man, it is so good to be back. It's been too long. I missed you guys. Yeah. Where have you been? I've been at camp. I've been at Silver Birch Ranch. Uh, we got the summer kicked off. Believe it or not, we're like already a month in now. I mean, it's the end of June. Can you believe it? It is. It's crazy. But no, things have been great. Uh, things have been going smoothly. We got uh, a maze built. Big Ben, we got Sherlock running around, we got Watson running around, and uh, it's just been a great time. It's been fun watching uh, kids come up and young people and even high schoolers and just seeing a lot of them make decisions for, for Christ and, and seeing them just really processing just some of the stuff that God has been teaching them while they've been up here. So it's been really good. That's cool. And I know I'm going to be up there in about a month for high school camp, so make sure to check out the show notes. we got links in there to sbrsummer.com. You can go and find out some information on camp and how you can be involved in camp. I just encourage every young person to spend at least four summers at camp if they have never been to camp before. So make sure to go and check out the show notes on that. Get the link. Go and uh, if you feel like you are needing some place to go this summer, definitely check out Silver Birch Ranch. It's definitely worth what it takes to get there. It's just one of those places that I think will be life-changing for so many people like it has been in years past and generations past even. So Dave, I know you're a little bit under the weather but I want to just say, hey, it's it's good to be with you again this week. It's good to be with you too, my friend. <laughs> you sound yeah. like a, a Jedi master. That might be. You never know. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm having a struggle with my voice. So those who normally listen to us, this is what I sound like today. And I don't sound like me, but this is me. This is not a pretend me. So we're really here, and we're going to give it a try. But I'm going to talk less and let these guys talk more and be more of an engineer today, I think. Yeah, the wise Swedish Jedi master. Ah, uh, watch it. I, I, <laughs> I, I know everything about you. Obi Dave Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, uh, you can chat with Dave right now on the tweet back as well. If you're on Twitter, use the hashtag HNRTV. Tweet, tweet, tweet. And be a part of the tweet back tonight. That is where the conversation happens. 
during the show, after the show, on the podcast, whenever you're listening, you can always shoot us a message on Twitter as well. And uh, Jason, you've invited some really great friends. I, why don't you introduce our friends on tonight's show? Definitely. I brought a couple of people from my program team. So these are some people that dress up with me and, and do crazy stuff. But I have uh, Raven here in the studio. Say hi, Raven. Hi, Raven. <laughs> that was lame. I'm sorry. There you, go. <laughs> there you go. She's a program person. Tell us, where are you from, Raven? I am from Buffalo Grove, Illinois. All right. I thought you were from Puerto Rico. I'm not from Puerto Rico. <laughs> oh, brother, I'm so Puerto confused. <laughs> are, are, you're Puerto Rican, though. Yes, I'm half. Uh-huh. And in northern Wisconsin, it's very interesting to be half Puerto not Rican. Just Swedish. Yeah, well. So are you yeah. Swedish as well? No. I'm not oh, Swedish right. As well. <laughs> Actually, northern Wisconsin has a lot of Germans in it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Swedes are rare. That's why we have Dave on the show. That's right. That's right. And then we also have Maddie on the show as well. Hi, what's up? <laughs> so, where are you from, Maddie? I am from uh, Anago, Wisconsin, but uh, I'm like neighbors with Dave down yeah, the road. Right down the road. It's like two minutes. I walk. see her. I see her walking her dog. That's oh, good. I have a dog. Yeah, but you weren't here all year. Where were you? No, I was um, in Ecuador, South America. It's beneath uh, Colombia and above Peru. I was there for seven months. What were you doing? Um, I was working in a foundation there. Um, it's a clinic for people that couldn't afford to go to a hospital that was run by the government. So um, they put me in. I thought I was going to do uh, nursing stuff. I found out I don't like nursing. All right. <laughs> and um, I ended up becoming a, a dental assistant. So do you know Spanish now? Yeah, I know Spanish. We'll say hi to the Spanish people listening. Hola, ¿cómo están? Yo hablo en español. Is that the same as Puerto Rican? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I'm fluent in Spanish. Uh, I'm funny. fluent in stupidity sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I concur. Oh, yeah. wow. Does that mean you are too? No. No. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. All right. Well, hey, tonight's topic, we're continuing on our Virtuous Living series. We want to talk about this word temperance, what it means to be temperate. And I think a better word for that is self-control. And uh, again, not one of those very common phrases that we hear or that we think of when we're trying to describe ourselves or maybe the best friends we have. But I think in our life, we're searching for people who really show what it means to live in self-controlled lives. But yet when we li- when we look at our culture, we see a lot of examples of people that instead of living self-controlled lives where they're you know really slow to get angry or slow to, to yell or shout or say something mean, we live in a world where it's so easy to get angry about some of the dumbest things. One of the, my favorite hashtags to use when I'm in a, in kind of a rut, kind of complaining about life. I don't know if you guys have ever been in this place, but that hashtag first world probs where there's always something <laughs> that you can complain about, like the water just being just a little too cold or, you know, your eggs being a little bit soggy yet or something that really does not have a bearing in a lot of other places that we complained about so many little things. And then those things get us bent out of shape and they really spoil our day. And sometimes they even make us angry to where we want to actually act out. What, what do you do when you act out, Jeff? What do I do when I act out? Yeah. What do you do? You mean more of like, how do I show that I'm angry? Yeah. What do you do? Punch a wall or what do you do? No, I'm not really, I'm not a physical person when it comes to anger. I'm a little bit more of an emotional person when it comes to anger. So uh, uh-huh. I tend to stuff my feelings and hold them in okay. and, uh, and kind right. of deal with them that way, internalize them a little bit more than I do externalize. Yeah, I, I have friends who have broken arms because they punch walls. Mm. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't, but they do. Well, and they break their knuckles. Yeah, they break their arms. No, they actually break their arms. Oh, my goodness. Or their hands because they hit the wall so hard. Yeah. You usually handle your anger one of two ways. Either it's an internal thing or it's 
an externalizing of your anger. And some people you can see that they're angry and other people they're kind of like, they just kind of close up and you don't really get any answers out of them. And, and if you do, it's usually a short comment that's kind of either degrading or cutting or whatever that, you know, just hurts. What is it that makes you angry? I mean, right now, what could make you angry? Mm, you know, if you offered me a peep, that might make me a little bit. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> hey, what about you girls? What, what makes you angry? I mean, right now, what would make you angry, get you flared up? I think what would get me flared up a little bit is um, what gets me flared up is people talking behind other people's backs or about yourself or something mm. like that. I would get fla- I get flared up about that. That's what I get flared up about. Why? It's very hurtful. I don't think people understand how much words hurt. They have that saying where like uh, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. But I actually think words are the most so, painful thing. So this thing. is about you and your pain. It's about other people's pain, oh, too. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's obvious. We, we try and push back against things that we find important to us, and we find ourselves very important to us. Yeah, I, I would say about me, that would get me mad. Yeah. It gets me yeah. mad. I think that's something that I've been struggling with. All right. You know, when you think about getting angry, though, people show it differently. I mean, mm-hmm. they're uh, spouses that throw dishes at each Oof. other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and even, even like Jeff was saying, I think, you know, some people stuff it. And then I think other people's, almost like you were saying, Dave, express it in a very physical way. And I think we all deal with stuff differently. I mean, some people you can't even tell if they ever get upset. And then there's other people you know exactly when they're upset. And some people just get quiet. Some people get loud. Some people get emotional. Some people, you know, it's crazy all of the different ways that people respond just to the the level of stress and, and anger in their life. We need to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. And we want to answer a couple of questions for you. First off. How do we deal with anger ourselves? And then secondly, how do we resolve anger with somebody else, somebody who is angry? Maybe you know someone who is a hothead or has a, a short temper or likes to fly off the handle, as they say. So join us on the conversation as we continue tonight. You can join us on the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Also, live coaches are available at HopeNet360.com. They're there to chat with you anytime tonight or through the week as you're going through life. So keep it here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting, stressed out, need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Temperance means restraint, justice, and also mindfulness of others and one's surroundings. Welcome back to HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. I'm Jeff. With Jason on the show. DW's here. Raven and Maddie joining us in studio as well. And we want you to be a part of this conversation. Join us on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTB. As we're talking tonight, temperance is our topic of conversation in our Virtuous Living series. It also has to do with abstention, abstaining from something, moderation. It really has nothing to do. The opposite of temperance has to do with gluttony or self-indulgence or indulging in something else. Also relating to anger and how we handle anger, because I see so much in our culture, we see angry headlines around the the internet. If you look up, I just saw this week, I don't know if you guys saw this headline as well, but uh, The Rock, you guys, you know who The Rock is? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, he sideswiped another guy's SUV this week on his way to some kind of a movie set. He ended up turning around, going back and meeting the guy whose truck he hit. And it was kind of one of those things, but the way the story turned out, the guy actually didn't want The Rock to pay for the damage to his truck. He thought it would be a really cool story. And and uh, and then I began to think of how many times someone has done something to me where 
I wasn't that forgiving. And yet when it's a movie star, it seems like sometimes it's easier to forgive these kinds of people. But if it was my car and the person would have just driven away, I would have been ticked. I mean, once you guys, if someone was to bump in your car and, and uh, do something, that, that would kind of set you off a little bit. That would be a bad start to your day. Yeah, huh? I probably wouldn't be too happy, even if it was the rock that hit my car. You know, I'd be like, man, you should just give me a new one. <laughs> but You got the money, pay me. Maybe that shows that I don't have a lot of temperance in that sort of situation. <laughs> But I think I think when we when we face situations like that, it's really keeping your mindset on the bigger picture. I think sometimes when we react in situations, we get lost in that situation itself rather than keeping our mind on the bigger picture. Hmm. Um, and so we we lose um, that end goal, and that's when we kind of give into the the feelings and the emotions of the moment rather than focusing on all right in the grand scheme of things, what is happening right now you know, isn't going to matter a day from now or two days from now. I mean, even if it's a big issue, you know, if, if we're, you know, trusting in God and, and, and living towards that end, I think ultimately, you know, that mindset will help us be more patient, will help us react better in those situations. Yeah, I think that I'm, I, I get so focused on me and my inconvenience yeah. that I want to beat you up yeah. for whatever you do to get in my way. And, uh, I mean, I could do that in traffic. I mean, I'm, I'm driving, someone cut me off, and I'm going, oh, yeah. you idiot, and I'm after him. Right. And and, I'm, and my wife will look at me and go, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Guy cut me off. I should go, you know, right. destroy him. Totally. And it's like she doesn't get that at all. And that's what I talked to Maddie about earlier. It's really identifying you can be so much about yourself that you're miserable that anybody else even touches you and bothers you or gets in your way for anything. And and that's something you need to discuss because that is a, a, a reason why we get angry, but it's not a good one. Right. Mm. Maddie, Raven, yeah. you guys, I'd like to know what are some of those, what are the silliest things that you can think of that you've gotten mad or angry about? I think a silly one might be just my sister stealing my clothes. <laughs> That'd be a silly one. Or maybe even I have a brother and sister and just um, my parents buying them something and not me and me just being jealous, mm. um, being so angry that I say something or lash out, but still having that thing back in my mind, you know, thinking like, oh, they must love them more than me. <laughs> Obviously, that's not true. But, you know, Satan likes to put those things in our heads that Oh, there must be something better or something like that. I used to I used to lifeguard here at Silver Birch Ranch and just the kids sometimes the kids just get on your nerves and they forget to do things, but then you have to remember they're eight, ten years old. They don't know what they're doing and I remember just kind of losing my patience with them and I think what happened what was so bad was that my coworkers didn't want to talk to me because they could see that I was mad and I think that kind of woke me up like wow like my attitude really does push people out you know you have to think about is it really that big of a deal that those certain things yeah. happened some of its expectations I mean if mm -hmm. how is an eight-year-old supposed yeah. to act mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and when they act like an eight-year-old it's probably okay no, oh yeah yeah. I think you get caught up in the moment for sure, or it happens more than once. It happens maybe 10 times in a day. You get caught up in do, your... Do you guys all put it through your own filters? I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. The first time somebody does anything, and you, you're an expert at it. Like, <laughs> you guys in your hash, hashtags or whatever that is, <laughs> you, you can get really frustrated with somebody who doesn't understand what you understand and is where you're at. But you weren't always there. 
Oh yeah. So somebody was patient with you. So some of it's perspective, I think, as you look back on on why you get angry. Sometimes you have to smile and say, "That was stupid. Yeah. I should be angry with me." Yeah. yeah, that happens a lot. With um, I play guitar and I've been playing for a while. So like when people come up to me and you know ask for some tips or something, and they just they can't hold the string down and it's just not working for some reason. I I don't get frustrated, but I'm just like, okay, why can't you get this? It's so it's so simple. Just hold the string down. It's That's because I have hands that don't work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they got beat up by football. I've tried to play guitar. I can't do it. Oh, sorry, Dave. I'll yeah. give you a lesson one day. No, you won't. I tried. It. Okay, I, my, I tried swimming my, hands, lessons. my hands don't work. I taught swimming lessons, and I think that was the hardest because I've grown up on a lake, and I've always known how to swim. I never took swimming lessons. I think teaching teaching kids how to swim, like new beginners. And I think I, I was getting frustrated because some kids couldn't blow bubbles with their nose so, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so if, if you guys, if, if any of us would take a moment and put ourselves in the position of the other person, mm-hmm. it, it being my age, if there's something new on the computer that some eight-year-old knows and wants to show me, they get so angry at me if I can't do it right away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, 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 no. They, they don't even realize the steps that I'm missing. Right, yeah. And so we get angry. So it would be prudent to slow down. Uh, Jason, you have a young son. I do. Does he act like a young son? Yes, very much so. Do you ever get angry with him when you shouldn't? Yes, very <laughs> much so. And you and Jeff should talk about that because you have young That's children. That's right. Yeah. You know, that. You know, I, I can definitely uh, relate to some of the stuff Maddie says because there's sometimes it's like, man, why is he doing this? And then I got to remind myself, like, <laughs> he hasn't a clue what he's doing. You know, he's like only 21 months old. He's not even two yet. And sometimes I expect him to act like a, you know, four-year-old or five-year-old would, you know. So when I want him to listen and sometimes he doesn't listen, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I remember okay. Linda looking at me when I was trying to explain something to my kids when they were little, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're trying to explain this to him? <laughs> you know, and Jeff, you've probably come across the same sort of things. I think I've resolved to the understanding that my son will do, he's three years old. He's going to do something, not because he really enjoys doing the thing that makes me mad, but he enjoys seeing me mad. <laughs> yes. there's, there's something in him that gets so entertained when I get worked up or when I have to say, really, you do that again? You know, and so I just, I have to find more creative ways, I think, to not really just punish him, but to get my point across that, you know, dude, that was just not, it was not cool. You know, that cool factor. I don't know if that works, but find a different way to communicate that. And I, same thing to my wife too. I, I don't know if you felt this way, Jason, or not, but isn't your wife a little bit cuter when she's angry? I would say so. <laughs> not only that, like, I thought I thought I was a patient person, and then I I see my wife as she like interacts with my son. I'm like, man, she's patient. You know, there's times I'm like, I don't know how to do it. You know, <laughs> um, and and she's the one like hanging out with him all day and all that. And so I, I just give props to her. Like I encourage her all the time. Like, man, you are an awesome mom. I don't know if it's just the motherly thing, but I feel like her mindset is always understanding. Like, he's only two. I don't know if maybe it's just watching so many chick flicks with my wife, but there's usually some <laughs> point in there where there's tension in the movie, and usually the woman is frustrated or angry, and then the guy says something like, you know, you're really cute when you're angry. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever said that. I think I've heard that before. Oh, yeah. I've heard that before. Matthew McConaughey sure. says it all the time. You're so cute when you're angry. Matthew McConaughey, he's my favorite guy to make fun of in commercials these days. (laughs) Pound sign, silly. (laughs) Jeez. Anyway, I want to hear how you guys respond when you're angry. What do you do? What's the the 
kind of the dumbest thing you've ever done or said maybe when you were angry, you can tweet us right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Keep it clean, if you would, and uh, join us in the conversation. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. Chat with a live coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Jeff, DW, Jason, we've got Raven and Maddie on the show with us. And uh, guys, one of the saddest stories that I've read in the Bible uh, is right in this first dysfunctional family. I call them the first dysfunctional family, Adam and Eve. You know, they, they really, they started out really perfect people and then decided to make a choice that changed the scope of history forever and and ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and and all of a sudden sin enters the world and their family went from a perfect family to a dysfunctional family and so whenever i look at situations in my own life or i look at situations in other people's lives being a pastor or someone who is an opportunity to mentor young people or other parents, people that are my age that are also in kind of the same boat as Jason. I mean, have young kids. I just look back in the Bible and I think there's got to be a story that's already laid out for us. And once you know it, anger took place. There was a situation where anger overcame someone in the very first family uh, in Genesis, in Adam and Eve's family. And it's the story of Cain and Abel. Do you guys remember this story? Sure. I do. First murder. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, the first murder, the first time, I don't know if it's the first time anyone got angry, but it was definitely the first time where anger provoked someone to lash out and do something like we talked about that was destructive externally and starting starting out just looking at chapter four in Genesis, if you're following along with us, Genesis four is where the story of Cain and Abel comes to light and where it's talked about And a quick summary of their story. If you've never read it before, it's been a while since you've heard it. Uh, basically, Cain and Abel, where they grew up, they started doing their own jobs, as it were, and Cain became a gardener, essentially. He worked the fields and produced crops and, and all that, and, and Abel was one that, that tended to the livestock, the animals that they had to raise for both for food and for providing them with, you know, for clothing and materials that they would use in their life. And so you've got a story of two brothers. And one day they both presented offerings to God. This was something they did kind of ceremoniously to God as a form of their worship. And so Abel offered uh, his first fruits and, and his offering was accepted by God. Then it goes on to talk about Cain, who also gave an offering to God and his was not accepted. It was rejected. And Cain got angry. He got angry at God and it shown it's, and God asks Cain, you know, why is your countenance changed? Why are you angry? And Cain didn't respond. It doesn't have a response from Cain. He just went out. He was angry at God. He was angry at his brother. And he and he went out to the field with his brother. And he killed Abel, his own brother. And one of the saddest stories in Genesis. And every time I read that, I'm thinking, man, that could have gone so much differently if there were just a couple of choices that were made a little bit better. And uh, before we go there, I want to know your guys' thoughts. When you've read this story, you've heard it. Uh, what stands out to you about the story of Cain and Abel? You get so mad, I think, easily at your family. I think your family is so much easier to get mad at than strangers. I know for me, I get I have a brother and a sister, and I get mad at my brother a lot easier than I do at his friends if they're over something or if they were to mess up on something. I know I, I judge my brother and sister a lot harder than I do strangers, for sure. Um, Why would you do that? I don't know. I... 
I've been struggling with that. I think I do because I live with them. I've lived my whole life with them. I don't know. I don't yeah, you know, know what I think? I think you're secure with them. Yeah, maybe so, that's it. So you can be an idiot in front of them. And they'll love me forever. And, and you're st- they're <laughs> okay. stuck. You're, you're their yeah. sister. Yeah. And um, so I think, I think sometimes we take advantage of relationships when we shouldn't be doing that. In other words, we, we know that uh, mom and dad or brother and sister won't abandon us. And so we, in front of them, um, are idiots mm-hmm. at times. And, and we need to be careful because those are the people we love the most. Yeah. And, and we're doing that to them. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of weird to me, but it, I think that's what happens. Yeah, I think that's true because I remember even as, as a kid growing up, like when I would have a disagreement with my parents, you know, and they would be explaining something to me in a, in a stern fashion that all of a sudden the phone would ring and it was almost as if a different person <laughs> came on the phone. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, you know, but it's true. You know, I think it's because there's that comfort level that you just you're real with with people yeah. and, and your your natural reaction then is. I don't know. It's it's unique because I think sometimes with other people we almost put on this facade, yeah, where we're not where we might get frustrated, but we don't want to show the frustration with them. Yeah, well, you know, it came. He couldn't be happy for Abel, right? And that's part of the issue. Mm-hmm. You, you can't be happy for somebody else who gets something that you don't get, right? Yeah. Well, that shows that you're kind of somebody in trouble at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only that, these are two guys. You know, I, I think that women, ladies, show <laughs> anger different than guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think guys are a lot more physical. They are. I think I could punch Jason out and then go out for a pizza. <laughs> and then be fine, yeah. It would be done. <laughs> I think I think. And girls... I'd probably join you, yeah, too. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, no. I would I have you with the pizza, yeah, on yeah. the pizza. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think girls actually I think it might be worse for girls. I think we hang on to it so much longer. Mm. I think we we keep record of wrongs. We, we So keep, so I, why are you going to do that? I mean, why why keep record? What know. what benefit does it have for you? It really has no benefit for me in the long run at all. I think it right. just ruins my day. Exactly. And you do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that, we that's do. Interesting. <laughs> that's interesting about people. Yeah. I mean, we know it's something that will hurt us, mm-hmm. but we do it anyway. Right. So why would any of us do that? We we can't win when we do that. Yeah. So people listening are sitting there thinking, you know, yeah, I get angry with uh, with people in my family. Yeah, you do because all you're doing is thinking about yourself again. Do you know, I think that every major problem in the whole world, in the universe, if there's a problem in the universe, is when we just get self-centered. And, you know, we can only think of ourselves. The last segment we were talking about that, now we're talking about that with Cain and Abel. Can't be happy for his brother. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's anger. There's an unrighteous, we call it an unrighteous anger. And then there's also an example. There's a a couple examples that are significant. We'll talk about this in the show of righteous anger. And, I mean, there's a reality. We We have expectations in our life, and when those aren't met, and even by the ones in our own family, I can relate to you guys. I've, I've blown up at my brothers before, my sister before. It's, there's something different right. about family members and it all, it does have a lot to do with expectations. Yeah, totally. Well, not only that, you also see that he shifts the blame at the end of the story mm, yeah. because it's not his fault, you know, going off that whole expectation thing. I think struggling with the, with the, the sinful nature of the side of it is we never want to be wrong in a situation. And so I think that's part of the reason why we want to shift blame is we want to try to make ourselves look good in it. And so that's a struggle. It's like this pride issue. When you have a reason for what you did, right? I mean, it, let, let's say you punch me. Yeah. Right. And, and then what you have to do is come up with why you punched me and why it's right. Right. And justify it. Right. And it doesn't really matter. Everyone else could think you're a bozo. 
but but <laughs> because of what you you did it, now you have to come up with a story about how this is right and good and honorable that you punched me. Right. And it hurt, by the way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As long as we go out for pizza, I'll be fine. Yeah. Don't give me a peep, though. <laughs> no peeps. What if no it's peeps. A, what no if peeps. It's a peep don't start. Don't start. I'm going to get mad. I'm going to get mad. You know, Satan oh. loves to take something that is intended to do good things. I don't think anger necessarily is meant to do good things, but there is there is a degree that we have to have right expectations and both of ourselves and even other people. Uh, but we always have this struggle with control. And I think the biggest thing about this conversation and, and anger in general is who has control? Who really is in control, especially when you're angry? I mean, our, our fight when we're angry is generally for control. And yet it seems when we really do get angry and things get out of hand, that's when we've lost control on any situation. We've lost control of ourselves, and we do things that most likely we're going to regret. Join the conversation with us. You can send us an email anytime at hope at hopenet360.com. Also, maybe tonight you're struggling with frustration or anger yourself. You need to talk to somebody right now. Have a conversation right now with a live coach at hopenet360.com. The conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show, the second half of HopeNet Radio. If you miss any part of this conversation, you can always subscribe to the podcast at HopeNet360.com slash podcast. This is where you can find all of our episodes past and for this week, you'll find it there as well. You can go and listen back to any episode. You can also share with your friends. I hope that you guys share these shows with your friends because so many more people need to have these conversations and to know that it's safe to talk about these things. We want to foster an environment where it's okay to talk about these things and really realize there are answers for the questions that you have. So connect with us right now on the tweet back. We're on Twitter. Just use the hashtag HNRTB and be a part of the conversation with us. We got me. I'm Jeff. Jason is with us again in studio, DW. We've got some great friends, Raven and Maddie, and it's so good to have you guys all with us on the show. We've been talking about temperance, so our Virtuous Living series, Temperance, Self-Control. We've been talking a lot about anger, and I wanted to play a game with you guys and kind of see what you think about this. Uh, We're going to have Raven step up. We're going to play this game called Ding Dong Ditch. And I know it's a real game. I know that (laughs) that doesn't surprise you. Uh, But we're going to kind of change it up and kind of go with our topic tonight. So the way this works is Ding Dong Ditch. I ring your doorbell. Okay. I leave this item on your porch or deck or wherever is close to your doorbell, I guess, and (laughs) run away. And you have to tell me if it's going to make you mad or it's not going to make you mad. All right. And uh, so we're going to go with it. So, Raven, are you feeling pretty confident? Can it make her laugh? (laughs) It can make you laugh. I mean, it can make you sad, but I guess maybe the better question is what does it make you feel? I don't know. That's right. right. Uh, Very good. Anyway, so, ding dong ditch. Here's what I left for you. A guy with a beard. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Uh, depends on the beard. <laughs> if it's gross, I'm going to be upset. All right. All right. Fair enough. We're talking like David Crowder beard. Here. Oh, yes. totally upset. Like long. Not cool. Do you like facial hair? If it's 
decent. If it's gnarly, no. <laughs> <laughs> so not the lumberjack, but Duck Dynasty beards. Ooh, no, uh, no. We love to Duck Dynasty, dude. <laughs> well, they're cool. Beard has to go. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So you'd be. How would you feel if a guy with a beard showed up on my porch? Yes. Would you be upset? Uh, confused. Be excited. Confused. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Seagulls. <laughs> mine, mine. Um, I'd be upset because I grew up in Florida and they're super annoying. They eat everything. They poop yeah, they do. Yeah, poop they poop everywhere. Everywhere. I wasn't yeah. sure if I could say poop. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poop. Upset Wait. with seagulls. Just use the word hashtag instead. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag seagull poop. Pound sign poop. <laughs> All right. Uh, a bunch of green popsicles. Like those ices, well, or what's like, the flavor? You said green. Well, oh, so it could I be mean, lime or green apple. Well, I mean, you're, you're overthinking this. Like, um, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be good. Green popsicles, we're good. All I'd right. be happy. All right. Are they melted? Shh. No, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding, man. Uh, hair scrunchies. Oh, uh, upset. Why? I'm going wow. upset. Upset. Wow. Because. <laughs> There, I've you always lose them, so I always try to just keep one. So if a ton showed up, you would, I'd, you I'd would, lose them all. You wouldn't know what to do with them. No. So you'd you'd almost be overwhelmed, and that's what makes you upset. I would. Yes. <laughs> huh? Interesting. That's funny. Yeah. I get the one though. You keep one. Yeah, on your, I have one. You keep on my one wrist. on your wrist, and that's it. I don't. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say don't. it's a girl yeah. problem. Hashtag yeah, girl hashtag problems. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right, a box of peeps. Oh, my God. <laughs> highly, highly upset. I think Dave just lost his lunch. <laughs> no, oh, like, no. when you talked about peeps, I was right there with you. I can't stand peeps. Oh, and, go. like, people who like peeps Is Jason peeps the only one that likes them? No, I don't like them either. This is great. No, it's just disgusting. sugar on fake. Like, marshmallows are already fake, but peep marshmallow is, like, They're, like, hard and fake. They, they tried to make it acceptable yeah. by... It's no longer a four-letter word because they added an S. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they're pink, blue, and work. yellow, I think. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I think yeah. My, my dad likes them. I'm going to have to tweet Tara Kay on this one. <laughs> yeah. this Hashtag good peeps stuff. are gross. Peeps are gross. I know. All right, one more. <laughs> Donald Duck. Oh. <laughs> Upset. He doesn't have pants on. Oh. Deal breaker. <laughs> wow. wow. I never made that observation. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> He's got a hat, a jacket, no pants. Not cool. I guess you can't I don't do think like about the... that when I no, saw No, I never <laughs> thought about it. He'd be a live cartoon on your porch. Oh. He would eat the peeps. He'd eat, uh, oh. But yeah. you need the peeps then to feed him. That would be somewhat interesting. I'm more of a... <laughs> isn't he a duck? Wait, yeah, yeah, isn't he a duck? You're like <laughs> eating, <laughs> eating little peeps chickens. Peeps or chickens. <laughs> so. Was I happy for any of those? I don't know. All right, well, there you have it. That's Ding Dong Ditch with us. Thank you so much for playing Raven. It's been a lot of fun. Hopefully you're not too angry about some of those things. No, I'm good. Uh, especially ending on Donald Duck and that, which is uh, a little bit tense, I guess. <laughs> yeah, bizarre. The major beef. Bizarre. So we've been chatting about the story of Cain and Abel, and there are a couple of very interesting guys that we learned about in Genesis, the very first family, dysfunctional family. A lot of stuff in this story could have been a lot different. I, I kind of wonder how things would have turned out. If it hadn't gone that way, from the story, we know that both Cain and Abel were grown up, so they had to be grown up enough to know the difference between right and wrong. So these two guys obviously knew right from wrong, and that murder, death, that was one of those things that came into play after the fall. So these are the, it was the first murder. Uh, not only that, but it was the first example of how anger 
can really take over. And I would assume being human, you guys have used your anger or an expectation wasn't met where it turned out to be destructive or at least embarrassing for you. I played football and hockey. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, you can lose it in those sports real quickly. Mm -hmm. And when you lose it, whenever you lose control, whenever you yield control to your emotions, you usually end up in trouble. Sports people tell you all the time, whether you're a lawyer in a court or whether you're um, just participating in a chess game. I mean, if you lose control, it's it's going to not turn out well for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some ways, ladies, as, as you've gone through life now, you guys are grown up and you've gone through high school and everything else. As a teenager dealing with anger, I don't know if you've dealt with it in some ways, but what was that like for you? And what do you see among young people today as, as it comes to self-control and anger and temperance? I think me growing up, I, I switched. So when I was younger, I used to take my anger out a lot more. But like going through high school, I kept it in a lot. And that was probably the biggest problem. And I see that a lot because I work with a lot of kids with youth group and stuff. And I think that's probably the most dangerous form of anger, to be honest. Because, you know, if you just lash out, someone knows you're angry and they can, you know, say, yo, you should get some help for that. But, you know, if you keep it, I see a lot of kids who keep it in and will get quiet or they just play it off like it's not that big of a deal. And then I think that's when it really grows and can be a problem. I think something that happened to me was little things would happen and I'd let it go, but it would still bother me, but I wouldn't say anything about it. Keep it in, keep it in, little things would happen. And then all of a sudden, maybe just the tiniest of things or just something, I'd just kind of explode. Just something would set me off because I didn't get, I didn't, I wasn't straight or didn't confront the things that happened in the past. Otherwise, I know, I, I, I think a lot of like kids nowadays, um, I think, I've seen so much stuff like either on Twitter or on Facebook. They they write a status on Facebook or something. It doesn't mention the person's name, but you can definitely tell who it's about or something like that. Social media anger. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's like they want they want everybody to know but the person, but mm. it's the person knows. Like, you know, yeah. it's like I don't understand it, but that's what that's what I've been seeing a lot of recently. Does that bother anybody? Social media anger. Yeah, because it's stupid. It's stupid. (laughs) It's because you're missing out, man. Because you're not you're not talking (laughs) to the person. I think it's like, oh, so this happened today, and they tell about their feelings in a way that it's like they don't say it straightforward. Yeah, back in the day, this used to be like the person that when you walked in the room, somebody at the next table would be sitting next to somebody else, and they'd be whispering, and their hand would be covering their mouth, and they'd be looking right at you but you couldn't understand what they were saying and you knew they were talking about you. So it was like everybody knew yeah. you were talking about them, just didn't know what they were saying. And now you just see it on Facebook and think they're never going to yeah. know. I don't know what the thought is there, but yeah. I used to think that girl likes me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've been in that situation, but yeah, it's, Whoa. I think, I think it's, I think people have become, they decide to tell everybody else but the person that they're mad with. That's what it's come to. Crazy. But it's so easy to fall into that. It's so easy to let our anger get the best of us. See, this happen all the time. And especially with young people, there's something with, you know, when things change in our body and we all of a sudden we really have emotions. We get emotional. We get sad a lot easier and a lot, you know, a lot harder. And then we get angry and we get angry even more than we've ever been angry before. And so our emotions kind of go through this flux stage where we're like, 
I'm feeling this, but I just don't know what to do with this. We want to help you guys have the conversations to help you avoid some of those things. It's so easy to fall into that. Make sure to go and connect. If you're struggling with it tonight, connect with us at hope at hopenet360.com. We'd love to connect with you and hear your story. And uh, we'll be back with more of this conversation here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at hopenet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Glad that you joined us here tonight on the show. Raven, you said something interesting, and I kind of was wondering as we were talking in the break, has anyone ever gotten mad at you, or have you ever been the brunt of someone's wrath or anger for something that you didn't really have anything to do with? <laughs> yes, 100% yes, um, especially working at camp. You know, I will be the reason that the other team cheated or the other team didn't do this or why this didn't work. And I'll just, you know, it's, it's I'm not really sure what to do. And you just have it happens all the time. Yes. To your answer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and how does that I mean, I, I don't like to be the I like to be simplistic about it. How does that make you feel? Oh, it depends on what it is. So if I know for 100 percent fact that I had nothing I could have done would have helped it, then I kind of just, you know, I nod and I say, yeah, you're right. I apologize. Sorry. And I just kind of let it go. But say if it's like a game rule I didn't really understand and there was a possibility that I kind of deserved being yelled at, maybe that might not be the right word, but that that I still might kind of blow it off just to get on with the game or whatever. But then it'll it might kind of fester a little bit and I'll just second guess myself the rest of the time and kind of affects me more. So, you know, the first kind was kind of a silly one. You know, you're not the one that's you're not the one that did anything. You just kind of took the brunt of it. We see this in customer service all the time where if you work at a call center, generally people that call a call center are not calling because they want to wish you a Merry Christmas or a good day. But generally they got a problem and it's your problem. Yeah. They're, right. they're mostly bear fans. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> mostly. Now, now. I just saw a headline. The Korea Times. Jason, you're going to love this one. The Korea oh, Times oh, boy. just reported that the Chicago Bears won the Stanley Cup. Nice. <laughs> So at least they're winning something these days. I almost Wrong have sport. to eat a peep on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, yeah, I, I can't, can't even talk. I did see something on Facebook. I'll just throw this in there really quick. I saw a picture that somebody posted, and it was it was like a cartoon, and it showed it was the different characters. And there was a Bears jersey, there was a uh, Blackhawks jersey, there was a Sox jersey, and then there was a, one sitting down with the Cubs jersey, and the one standing up were singing, We Are the Champions, and then there's the Cubs one. <laughs> just kind of sitting there. <laughs> So I'm a Cubs fan as well, so it was just one of those things. So, but anyways, that had nothing to do with the Bears or anything. But <laughs> good start. Yeah. So are you angry? <laughs> it, it, it didn't make me laugh. All right, it didn't good. make me laugh. There are selfish ways that anger is shown, and some people get angry because we're selfish. But are there ways? There are there reasons that we should be angry when it's kind of a righteous thing. When it, it you know, you guys talked about a little bit earlier. I heard it in there in an earlier part of the conversation where. It had to do more with somebody else was getting treated with an injustice or that it was not about you, but it was about something or someone else that it was it was more of an issue of fairness or maybe something else. Is there a reason that people could get angry that actually would be biblical or that would be righteous? Absolutely. You know, do you get upset when you see like a kid who's going through a hard time because their family, you know, if it's abusive or something or um, I think being angry is 
not the problem. I think it's what you do with it, which I feel like is in Ephesians somewhere. Or or even why you're angry. Or what's oh. the point behind it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you really love somebody and uh, a child and they're being abused or they're being hurt, uh, anger would be the right response. But what you do with it, there's a right response to anger. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we get angry and we become just like the person we're angry with, mm. that's not the right that's response. Yep. But the anger part is not bad. The yeah. anger part is an emotion that's going to come because you saw something. So what happens to us is we begin to throw the baby out with the bathwater. We're just not figuring out how to separate some of it. Injustice should always uh, get us ticked. Mm-hmm. But then what do we do with it? It's not okay to just stuff it. You'll get ulcers. It's not okay to just express it because then you could do something stupid just like the person you're watching. So is is there a a proper way to deal with the anger that comes from a proper – for a proper reason? Something that like I've learned, um, especially being here at camp and stuff, if you don't want to lash out, you don't want to raise your voice and go on a big yelling battle, I think that's just – uncalled for but i do i do think that you need to talk to someone you need to talk to the person i think that you're having a problem with or if you see something i think you need to talk to someone about it sometimes for the best it's to wait a little bit because you need to cool down maybe you need to think about what you were going to say what you're going to say so you don't say something stupid and that you regret yeah and i think when we we talk about righteous anger especially when it comes down justice and and things like that the way that we can express our anger is by trying to help out the situation you know whether you learn about an abusive situation you know there's things that you can do then that are not necessarily in anger towards them but you can raise awareness to the situation that would actually help the individual that is being abused in, in in that instance you know in that example and there's there's other ways then that you can actually put your anger into action yeah. rather right. than just lashing out and becoming, just as you were saying, Dave, you know, the, the, in the same boat as the yeah. person you're angry you at. You know, I've learned through the years that I need to start with my second response, mm-hmm. yeah, not my first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the first response is usually wrong yeah. for mm-hmm. me right. because uh, more extroverted in that sense. But the first response is, I'm going to punch Jason in the nose. I mean, that's the first response. <laughs> right. The second response might be, all right, I thought about it for a second. Jason did this for this reason. I'm still angry about it for the right reason, hopefully, or mm-hmm. I've straightened it out and, and I've confessed my own you know, desires uh, of, of loving myself so much that you bothered me. But if it's a right reason, it's still best to come up with my second response. Now, everybody listening may not have that, but I, I have found that's one of the most important things that I do mm-hmm. is first check off that first response and then think, okay, what would my second response be? And then do that. And normally that's the right response. Yeah. yeah I, and I think that's so true, especially when it comes to something that stimulates our anger. Yeah. Because I think our natural instinct is to be defensive yeah. in, a, in an aggressive way. Or even mm-hmm. uh, you, you have small kids at home. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, you know, let's say you weren't sleeping through the night. They weren't sleeping through the night. You have a tendency to get angry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. well... Your first response is that, but your second response is, it's a little baby. Right. They don't know mm-hmm. any difference. Yeah. And, and yeah. the second one should rule, not the first. Yeah. Yeah. I find the things I'm getting angry with family-wise. So I'm, I'm kind of the only believer in my family. And I found that the more I hang out with them and the, the deeper I go into my faith and, you know, I walk with Jesus, the, 
things that are making me angry now with my family are different. And um, so, like, I'll see them do something that I don't agree with or or that, you know, I think that's hurting them. And in, it makes me angry, but I it's an anger that makes me want to help them more. If that makes sense. So, like, yeah. I get upset, but then it just makes me, you know, I second guess, like, okay, that made me upset. How can I show them what's right without, you know, being too pushy or how can I – what can I do to – be Jesus to them, you know, if it's the only person that they're getting to see. Again, the anger is being controlled, if you want to call it in a good way, because you're thinking of others. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If you're just thinking about yourself, then you would lash out. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and that's the key to every segment we've talked about. Yeah. And I think the reality is, from a, a human perspective, the reality is before we know who Jesus is, we're led by our flesh. We're led by our own selfish spirit. So what we want to do with our anger is we want to abuse or even destroy the thing that makes us angry, whether it's a person or it's an inanimate object that has no bearing on doing anything right or wrong, it just exists. Like we get we get frustrated because we just stubbed a toe on on our our desk or something, and all of a sudden that, <laughs> now that's the object of our anger, and uh, we get so. Done that. <laughs> it sounds silly, but it's a reality. The other side of it, though, is when we're led by the Spirit of God, we don't abuse, but we advocate. We want to see whoever is the one that is taking up the ability for us to get angry if the person that's, that's making us angry we don't want to we don't want to abuse them we actually want to help them to grow from that situation and not so that you feel better but so that they grow and to see what God wants to do to that situation. So we're going to continue this conversation when we come back. Check out tonight's show notes at HopeNet360.com and be a part of the conversation. We're on Twitter right now. Use the hashtag HNRTV. The conversation will wrap up here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back tonight as we're chatting about temperance and self-control and anger. We hope that it's invited you to have the conversation with us. And we're wrapping up the show tonight. Jeff, DW, Jason, we've got Maddie and Raven with us on the show. Thank you, Gal, so much for coming in and being a part of the show with us. It's been a lot of fun having you. Yeah, it's been a ton of fun. I'm having fun. It goes to flies. Thanks for inviting us. We'll have to have you guys come back in and, and hang out with us again on the show sometime. Because this is obviously this is a huge conversation. A lot of young people and even parents, even grandparents, I don't think we ever graduate from anger camp, if you will, uh, trying to figure out what to do with these emotions in our life. We just learn how to manage it better. And uh, one of the things that I have a question about, and I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, is how do we actually manage our anger? What does the Bible have to say about anger and how we resolve it? Ephesians 4.26, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. What does that mean? You know, it kind of gets at what we're talking about. It says um, there's opportunities where there is righteous anger. When we need to deal with anger that we have, I think, at least in my mind, as I think of the about the anger that I deal with, and it kind of goes along with what Dave was saying, is that I, I try to pause and think about why I'm angry and what is causing me to be angry, almost like the underlying issue and then if it's something that is because of me, whether it's my own selfishness in a situation or something that is, is me-focused, I try to deal with that before I respond. If it's something that is outside of me, if it has to do with you know, a bigger issue um, beyond myself, I still pause and think about the best way to, to deal with it. 
in a variety of different ways. And I, I don't know if that's the right way, you know, but I know that that's what I've dealt with. And looking at that scripture, it says that, you know, we're going to be angry. That's the, the reality of it. The reality is that we need to deal with it rather than just letting it, letting it kind of stir and, and pile on itself. Yeah, you know, everything matters on the why, why you're angry. Mm-hmm. If you're angry because other people are an inconvenience then you're a self-centered individual who's going to be angry a lot mm-hmm. because there's a lot of other people in this world. Yeah. If you're angry because people don't pay enough attention to you, again, it's self-centered. Anger, the emotion of anger is very human to have. If you're helping somebody who's young, somebody who's innocent, somebody who's getting picked on, you're going to have this emotion of anger. And hopefully it's the right reason and you're going to step in and do something with the emotion that comes. But the, the unhealthy emotion is when anger is just because of the fact that you are excluded yeah. or you're not what you think you should be or you don't get what you think you should get. Yeah. And then we lash out at people and, and mistakenly thinking the problem is the people mm-hmm. or the circumstance when the problem is us. Yeah. And when we realize the problem is us, we can say we can confess that sin and God is faithful just to forgive us our sin. That's why I love being a child of God. And if the people that are listening tonight, if you're part of this conversation and you're not sure you're a a child of God, go go to HopeNet360.com, talk to a life coach and tell them, I'm I'm not sure that I'm a child of God and I can really get anything straightened out. And you can't until you are. So we invite you to investigate that. James 119 also talks about anger and saying that it doesn't produce the righteousness of God that God desires. Human anger doesn't do that. This is what the verse says. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And there is, though, when we look at the life of Jesus, Jesus did get angry in the New Testament. He flipped over tables in the temple because he was so irritated, annoyed, frustrated, disappointed, I guess, that people were taking what was meant for good, what was meant for kingdom work, and using it for a purpose that it wasn't even intended for and that it just it completely dishonored God, the nature of God, and the purpose that God had for it. And that's what really makes God angry. Today we don't see the things that we saw in the Old Testament. Some people get confused in thinking that God is a God of, of anger and wrath, and he's just waiting to fry us because we're just going to mess up anyway. And that's not the kind of God we serve. We don't serve a God who is angry and who is vengeful and just really wants to just take out his anger on his creation. That's not the God we serve. We serve a loving God, a merciful God. And what that means is that he allows us to make mistakes. He allows us to even get angry and to say something we regret saying later. But the fact that we regret it and the fact that we understand that we made a mistake also then opens the door to where we can be receiving of God's forgiveness and also the other person's forgiveness. So I just want to encourage you tonight. I don't know where you've been. I don't know your story. I don't know how anger has had long-term effects in your life, but chances are if you've been angry and you've used that to lash out against someone else or even yourself, I just want to encourage you. There is a healthy way to do that. And it's number one, to have a real honest conversation with God and just to confess that, to get it out of the way, because as soon as we confess that, God can come in and start cleaning things up and healing can take place and restoration can take place. That's the whole point 
of what God wants to do. He doesn't want to fry our feelers off. He doesn't want to fry us to smithereens, just waiting for us to mess up. He really wants to see us restored and that we would actually take those emotions and that we would filter them through the cross and what Jesus wants to do with us and through us in that situation. It's going to happen. You're going to get angry. You're going to fly off the handle. It's going to happen. It'll probably happen tomorrow, maybe even tonight before you go to bed. (laughs) But you know what? God loves us anyway because he it's not about our, our perfection. It's not our, our ability to handle anger perfectly all the time. It's that we trust in him to take on really the results of that. And mm. when we look at the Old Testament, we look at the New Testament, we see God wants to restore things. He doesn't want to damage. He doesn't want to break things apart. He doesn't want to keep us the way we are even. And he's a plan for redemption in our lives. And Dave, I know you got a limited voice. I'd love to hear some of your final thoughts too tonight. God says that vengeance is mine. It's his, not Dave's. And it's important I understand that. He knows people's hearts and why they do things, and he knows what the right outcome is. As a child of his, I get to trust him. And if I take responsibilities that belong to God, they will crush me because I'm not made to carry them. God will take care of those who who in this world are mean and angry and, and hurting other people. He will take care of it. And what I need to do is trust that he will, and if he wants to use me to do that, fine, but it's him and not me, and all of a sudden, I'm not in a position where I'm losing my cool and beating people up and and hurting them and the kingdom. Why would you not tell God your problems or what you're angry with when he can actually do something about it? Why would you go talk to your best friend who can't really do anything to help you, but... I think your first your first reaction should be to tell your what you need from, to God because God can do anything and he can fix you. And sometimes you just need to tell someone and that's what will help you calm down and rethink what you need to do. The cooler thing mm. is God already knows. Like he wants you to come ask for help. Yeah, and I think we need to keep our minds on the bigger picture. As we've talked about time and time again, we need to remember that Our focus is to love God and to love others. And as we react in those moments when we need to express self-control and temperance, how can we best love God and love others in those moments? And I think we'll, we'll better react in a way that would honor God. All right. Well, we've come to the end of the show. Thanks so much for joining us here on HopeNet Radio tonight. Again, check out our show notes at HopeNet360.com. We've got a lot of links, a lot of different articles, some quotes from tonight, some of your tweets. And, of course, you can always jump on the tweet back if you're on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTV. We'd love to hear from you about anger. This is a huge conversation. It's a huge topic. How do we talk about it? Hopefully, we've given you some stuff just to think about this week and to have real, honest conversations, especially if maybe it's been a struggle in your family to talk about anger and how we actually handle anger together, both individually and as a family, because we're going to get angry. And just like you gal said, it's easy to get frustrated at those who are closest to us and to even get angry at them and even to do even what Cain, what Cain did to Abel. That's a huge story and it's a sad story. And yet that's the result of what human anger can do. So connect with us anytime. Email us at hope at hopenet360.com. For all of us here tonight on HopeNet Radio, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you guys online and next week. Bye. Later. See ya.